Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy Antoine, the serial entrepreneur, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, The Black Business Bureau, where our goal is to help black businesses and entrepreneurs be better one step at a time. So today we have two very special guests, LA-based artist and entrepreneur duo, The Combine, individually known as Triune and EQ. Man, how y'all brothers doing today? Great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good, man. Can't complain. So one day I was going through my email, man, and I received a message from your publicist uh, talking about you guys. And um, once I read your story, I just had to get you guys on the podcast, man. Uh, being a artist, producer, uh, an entrepreneur myself, um, after I, like I said, man, after I read your story, man, I just, it was important for me to have you guys on the podcast, man, because too many of us, um, we neglect the fact that when we are artists and when we are uh, producers and uh, we're in this industry, we are we are businesses and we have brands and um, you know we we, we kind of neglect that part of it, man. And so I've actually been wanting to have uh, an artist on the podcast, rapper, or singer, uh, whoever on the podcast to actually talk about this aspect. And so. I got excited when I read the email, man. So, um, and with you guys being successful artists and also successful businessmen, um, I love to hear you guys take on the importance of that aspect. And uh, honestly, man, that's the, that's how you create longevity because at the end of the day, you can do music um, for a certain time period, but at the end of the day, man, you got to figure out how to make yourself into a business man so with you guys being bit uh, artists and businessmen definitely excited to uh, pick you guys brain just get to know you guys a little bit um i want to start off with you triune uh so tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get started in the music industry um yeah so name is triune artist out of the inland empire a little bit outside of la um, and I just got started in music as a kid, man. You know, my my family was at the music house. You know, we always had records playing and party house, always had gatherings. And, um, you know, music is kind of the soundtrack to life. So um, naturally, I kind of gravitated that way, started playing instruments early on. That turned into uh, writing poetry, which ended up turning into writing rap. So, um, you know, been doing it for quite some time. and. I was kind of just born in it because my parents had such a passion for music. That's definitely one of them gems that's passed down, man, because I realized once I started doing music, man, if it wasn't for my dad doing music, I probably wouldn't be so passionate and so into it uh, if he didn't pass that down to me, man. So, yeah, definitely. So one of your businesses is Uno Marketing. I was able to check out your page, and I seen that you were able to grow you a uh, pretty decent uh, following on, on social media, man, on Instagram. So, and I and and with with that being said, that's one of the things that uh, we have we have trouble with, man. We have trouble getting our products, getting our art, uh, whatever we do. We have trouble getting it out there, uh, and you were able to do that successfully, man. So, um, let's talk about Uno marketing a little bit. And I, my question is, did your background in marketing? Um, help you to grow your following yeah man it's played played a part i mean i got some opportunities before i actually started on the market and it kind of got my name out there got a chance to tour with like krs1 and jagger kiss and fat joe and a few other people 
Um, and that was, you know, that was a really interesting period of time in my music career where I really saw some growth. Um, and then I just kept kind of building on that. And then when I kind of got into marketing um, from a business standpoint, and I started with a marketing, then naturally um, I would be able to use some of the things that I use for clientele um, for my own, in my own movement. And so that has definitely played a role in, you know, in, in my solo stuff as well as with the combine. You know, I tend to kind of hold down the marketing aspect. Even now being with Viper, I collaborate with them a lot. Or should I say we collaborate with them a lot on marketing ideas. So, you know, it definitely comes comes to play. But, um, you know, it wasn't just solely that. You know? Yeah, so in other words, you were able to take something that you were doing previously and incorporate that into your uh, music career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So, um, what you've been an artist, man. I I know, like, when you do music and when you when you're an artist, you get so. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's one of those personal things, man. You get so wrapped up into your music, man. And you know, a lot of people, um, some people just do it just to do it, man. But you know, a lot of people just ha- they have such an emotional connection to their music. Um, how were you able to break off um, from music and? and do other stuff man because again you guys are business owners as well man and i was able to see that uh you have a barbershop uh which is kicks and cuts and it's southern california first barbershop and rare shoe store so what inspired that um you know it's just passion you know when i was you know when i was a young you know young kid um my dad used to always take me to the barbershop to go get fresh and then and i always used to be intrigued by the conversations as well i learned from a lot of the conversations that happened in the barbershop um, from all the older guys that was in there at the time. And I always felt like the barbershop for black men was a sacred place. It was a place where you could be unfiltered, you could say what you wanted to say, and the barbershops always kind of played a role in the community. You know what I'm saying? In regards to people just knowing like, you know, this is the spot where we have certain conversations that don't necessarily leave this place. Um, and then I've always been a sneakerhead since I was a kid. You know, I've always loved, you know, the, whatever the new Jordans, the new Pippins, the new Barclays, whatever they were. Always, you know, really drawn to that. And so um, when me and my partners came up with the idea of uh, doing a barbershop, we thought incorporating the shoes would be a smart thing just because we felt like it was the same exact clientele. Um, you know, the same guy that wants to go and you know what I mean, get an edge up and get fresh is the same guy that wants to make sure that um, he got no scuffs in his J's. Um, and so we figured that it would, you know, it would make sense. And you know, so far it's been pretty good, man. Um, we celebrated our two year anniversary of opening the shop on November 29th. And um, you know, business is stronger than it's been. You know, we went through some, some tough times, obviously because of COVID and the pandemic. Um, but, um, you know, now seemingly that we're, you know, close to the end of that, um, you know, we're starting to pick up some steam. So it's been pretty good. That's what's up, man. So you're absolutely right, man. You go get a fresh haircut or a fresh edge up, you know, having some fresh kicks, man. That's, that's, that's a whole part of it. Yeah. Um, that's neat, man. I've never seen that before, man. Um, so, so during COVID, what, what type of stuff did you guys, well, of course it was, um, you know, we, everybody couldn't go outside and stuff. So how were you guys able to uh, manage during that time period? 
you know, we had to shut down. Um, and, you know, we in California, man, so California is one of those areas that, you know, we're not, uh, we weren't as, even still now, you know, we have certain mandates that we have to do that, you know, when I travel outside of California, most other states don't have to do. So California was probably, you know, one of the, one of the states that was locked down for the longest. So during the pandemic, with kicks and cuts, we, um, we shut down like four different times because it was mandated by the by the, uh, the governor of California. So, you know, we were starting and stopping. Yeah, we were starting and stop, starting and stop, starting and stop. Um, and then we reopened um, earlier this year. I think it was in May, um, April, May. For you know, for the last time, you know, we haven't had we haven't had to shut down since. But um, you know, we finally opened up, and you know, like I said, it's just. There's difficulties with the start and stop and just because, you know, barbers are, you know, they're contractors, they're not full-time employees. So, you know, they retaining a barber after, you know, shutting down for six months and then having to reopen back up was tough. Um, and that was, you know, the, the main concern there. But, um, you know, we got most of our guys that, you know, stood tall with us and, and stuck around. And um, you know we got we got six chairs in there, five of them are occupied, and um, you know things are going well. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear, and and you know that just shows that I mean honestly that goes back to the topic of our uh, whole discussion, man. Uh, being able to be diverse, man, and and, and you know not necessarily having all of your eggs uh, in one basket. Um, uh, so. That's that's what's up, man. So let's move on to EQ, man. So introduce yourself for us, uh, EQ. How did you uh, get started in the music industry? Uh, my name is EQ, one half of the combine. Um, yeah, man. As far as my introduction into music, um, I was uh, under a special set of circumstances. I was. Um, virtually born into the music business. Um, my mom is a four-time Grammy award-winning artist from the 70s and 80s era of R&B and pop music. Denise Williams. Um, yeah, yeah, Miss Denise Williams. Yeah, that's mom Duke. So, you know, I, I was blessed to be put into that situation because obviously she was an incredible mom and showed me a great example as to what to do, you know, to be an independent person. But you know, I was blessed with uh, invaluable music knowledge from a very young age. Uh, and I got to experience being around a lot of the heavy hitters and legends from that era. Um, and, you know, being around them, seeing how they move, um, you know, being able to pick their brain on occasions, you know, being able to play music for them and give feedback and you know, um, I mean, that's an amazing thing. So I, I'm forever grateful for that and, you know, the advantages that I had there. But, um, you know, I was, as far as I can remember, uh, all the way back, I, I've always wanted to create music. I love the craft. I love the art. It's absolutely an outlet for me personally where I can get some things off. And, you know, it's always been my passion and always will be. That's that's what's up, man. So I was I was checking you out, man, and you know I, I did uh, see that you had son of, and I clicked on the page and I looked and I was like, wow. And so my next question was gonna be, 
how did uh, she influence you musically? But of course, I'm pretty sure that's where you got your singing voice from. And uh, <laughs> just being in that environment, I mean, you couldn't help but, I mean, you couldn't help but for it to be ingrained in you. You know what I mean? So um, that's a beautiful thing, man, you know, to actually be in the midst of that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was definitely a blessing. I mean, you know, it's all I've ever known. Uh, you know, I mean, she, um, you know, obviously was big into, you know, writing her own music and working with people that she trust and taught me about publishing and songwriting, you know, owning your masters and songwriting. I mean, all of these different things I, I took from the experiences I had with her. Yeah, absolutely, man. So... Uh, being an artist and, and growing up in, in that um, in that environment, what made you want to uh, branch off into entrepreneurship and actually open your own business aside from doing music? Yeah, um, I mean, coincidentally, you know, being around uh, so many of those people, you know, legends from that era, I mean, growing up around the guys from Earth, Wind & Fire, you know, uh, growing up around Stevie Wonder and Wonder Love and growing up around Ray Parker Jr. and the Jacksons. I mean, you know, I had a lot of really good examples as to, um, you know, not only being as best of an artist as I could be, but um, also, you know, diversifying. Um, a lot of these guys and people that I was around you know, they were involved in other things. They had other businesses. Um, and it was something that I always knew was, the, you know, a great example, like I said, of, of how I should build myself. So, you know, um, I worked in the industry before I, you know, or while I was an artist, I should say. I, you know, worked in the industry as a booking agent um, and, a, and an artist manager. Um, that was something I did for years, and that was my first step into diversifying where I wasn't, even though I was still in the music business, I was working on both sides. I was an artist, you know, and, and you know, quote unquote, the talent. And then I was also the person who represented the talent and negotiated offers and being on the front end, you know, negotiating contracts. Um, and then being on the back end, which I, you know, actually managing the artist, traveling, um, you know, making sure that all of the contractual obligations were met. Uh, so, I mean, I, I just, I was working in all three phases of the game. And, um, you know, that was my first taste of, you know, diversifying, being in different elements, even though it was all into the music business. Um, and then eventually that branched out into me wanting to get into some other things that I'm passionate about. And for me, um, coffee is definitely one of those things. I, I drink it every day. Uh, I'm definitely one of those, you know, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee people. Uh, that's just how I operate. Uh, and so, you know, um, you know, being in the coffee business and obviously the, the benefits of that, um, it's a business that's only grown and gotten even stronger throughout the pandemic, if you can believe that. Um, and, you know, it's uh, something that we're continuing to build. It's going to be a household name and a brand that, you know, more sooner than later, you're going to see everywhere. And for those of y'all who don't know what he's talking about, he is the owner of the Culture Coffee Company in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, myself, I don't drink coffee, but I do drink tea. And looking at the uh, iced teas, man, 
You got the white peach, you got the uh, rose black, London fog, you got the iced cheese, lemonade, green pomegranate. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, man. That is my section of the menu. <laughs> so, and my wife was looking at the menu, man, and she was just saying how good the um, the coffees sound, the uh, Americano, macchiato, latte, cappuccino, the... Uh, it's an extensive menu, man, and it's and it looks and sounds delicious. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a little something for everybody. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, coffee is our backbone. Um, but you know, we got teas, we have house sodas that are like Red Bull based, cold drinks. You know, for people who aren't coffee drinkers, uh, drinkers but still enjoy caffeine, and you know, we got cake pods. I mean, we got all sorts of delicious stuff, man. So, you know, I'm really happy with how we develop what we're doing, and it's only going to get stronger. Congratulations on that, uh, all the success so far, man. Um, so, I want to ask you guys, how did Triune and EQ come together to create the combine? So, um, we have a, a mutual friend by the name of Isaac Klein. He also goes by um, Obi Wan. Um, I've been working with him on music for years. Um, he's uh, he's been acting as kind of like an engineer and just like a, an advisor. Um, um, for me for damn near 20 years. And so he met EQ independently of me. Um, and the moment that he met EQ, he immediately came to me and said, um, I found a guy that you that you should you should absolutely work with. Um, he knew that I, I always wanted to um, start a group with um, an R&B singer. I always loved what um, Jay-Z and R. Kelly had did with Best of Both. And I kind of wanted to, to do that, but it had to be obviously the right person. And um, our mutual friend, he, he spotted it early on. So we started with a couple of records off of an album called Raise the Fellboard to Succeed that I put out in 2014. Um, and then that kind of led us into recording Forever, which was our first single off of our um, our first album entitled The Combine. And that song went on to be featured on ESPN and USA Football and a few other outlets. And, um, you know, and long story short, here we are. That's what's up, man. It seems, it seems like that was just a match that was made to, um, it was just meant to happen, man. Um, and I, I honestly... Like I said, man, I'm a producer as well. Uh, I'm also a singer, you know, R&B. You, you know, nowadays you really don't see a lot of cats uh, doing the the rapper and the singer type thing, man. I, and I wish more I wish more cats would do that, man. And, and you know, just checking out some of you guys' catalog, uh, you guys done gave me a great idea because I know a lot of rappers, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you got the singer on the hook. And you got the rapper doing this thing on the verses, man. That's, you know, that's something. That's something. It's it's not new, but it's something different that nobody is doing right now. Not a lot of cats are doing right now. So that's that's definitely creative, man. And and yeah, definitely. I'm gonna be taking a taking a page out of y'all book with that one, man. Um. So what what made you guys want to focus on um you know creating music. Uh, specific, specifically, not specifically, but creating music for sports. Um, was it your love for sports, or were you guys just trying to take advantage of uh, the music licensing uh, aspect of it? Because uh, what, we, what we talked about earlier was, you know, COVID hit, and so you know, as entrepreneurs and business owners, 
you definitely don't want to place your uh, eggs in one basket. And even though we just like during that pandemic, we couldn't go outside, but you still had TV going, you still got commercials going, you know. So, um, was it the love for music, or were you guys also trying to take advantage of uh, the licensing aspect? I mean, early on, I think it was a combination of both. Um, you know, I mean, we've been making music together long before the pandemic started, you know. So um, originally, you know, I mean, we both really love making music individually, but we found out very quickly that we love making music together. Um, you know, and so initially, when we had the licensing and placement uh, opportunities, they just kind of made themselves uh, apparent, you know, that it was, you know, a lot of the sports and live, uh, you know, athletic kind of outlets, you know, like um, ESPN, CBS Sports, Fox Sports, um, you know, again, USA Football, uh, Louisville Slugger, STX, I mean, the list goes on. We've um, we had a really good run uh, and are still having a really good run when it comes to um, a lot of the uh, sports outlets. You know, we make music that's, you know, described as stadium music or anthem music. That's really where our bread and butter has been. And so, um, you know, at first I think it was the combination of the both. I mean, we both are, you know, uh, guys who played, you know, serious, uh, you know, sports growing up. Um, Shrayun was a hooper. I was, um, you know, a hardcore baseball, uh, baseball guy. And, um, you know, like I said, it, it was easy for us to make the soundtrack to the athletic lifestyle because we had both been there before. Um, but, you know, it just it ended up growing into something where, you know, we believe that now we have the universal ability to be able to make the soundtrack to anything. Yeah, man, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. And so and since making that move, uh, you guys have been able to uh, secure about 20 placements. Is that correct? Yeah, around that number. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's, it's in, I believe it's in the team. It is. Yeah, I think it's in the team. I don't know. I lost track. <laughs> so let's talk about this, man. Why is it so important? And I want I want each of you to speak on this. Why is it so, why do you feel like it's so important to diversify? You know, I know a lot of cats probably feel as though, you know, I'm doing this, I'm going to put all my focus on this. Um, so what was it that made you guys understand the importance of diversifying? Look, man, I think all music is popular culture at the end of the day. I mean, I know we have like pop genre, but all music is popular culture. And the reason why I say that is because you know, you can make something that people love today and then tomorrow you can make something that people don't love so much. So we understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you have your moments where money is probably printing itself and then you have moments where it's not. So you have to have other things to do. You have to have other, other outlets and other ways to make income aside from just making music because like EQ kind of stated earlier, we love music and we're always going to make music and it's always going to be a passion. But will we always make music that we feel the world loves? Probably not. And if we decide to do something a little more experimental or you just kind of outgrow your audience or, you know, you just get older and you're not really in the popular white hot light, so to speak, 
Um, I'm saying you gotta have other things to fall back on so that you can still fuel your passion, which is music, and still make music, and um, and still eat well. You know what I'm saying one thing that EQ and I have never believed in was we never believed in being broke artists. Like I, I can, you know, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. You know what I'm saying we're not we're not infected with the disease of thinking that just because we make music we gotta be broke. That's just not what it is. And so, you know, we, we we believe in being able to make music and still live the kind of lifestyles that we want to live um, at the same time. And I think that's what we're doing right now. Uh, what about you, EQ? I think that, um, you know, trying you hit it on the head, man. I mean, you know, um, putting all of your eggs in one basket at any point in your life or in any facet is futile. Um, If COVID taught us anything, it's that at any moment, something can come along and completely put one of your baskets on pause. And the entire music business completely shut down. And that was a real introspective moment for me because obviously, you know, primarily, you know, I was working in the music business, whether, like I said, uh, you know, not only making music, but, you know, working as a, an agent and a manager. So, you know, I believe that now more than ever, especially we've been given a prime example of making sure that you have your, you know, financial interests spread out. And being an artist in today's world to, piggyback on something else Tri said um, is futile as well you know because we all know you know and we've all seen the reports of how the streaming services pay out you know we've all seen you know how somebody you know they groom us to want to be on the radio and you know that was that was how you know as teenagers and young men you know we grew up as artists thinking you know hey if I get to the radio like I made it and it's like that's not that's not really the truth at least not anymore um so now more than ever you know it's extremely important to make sure that you are invested in multiple facets multiple businesses uh multiple markets um because you know if for some reason you know something comes along that hinders one of those things if you're diversified if you have your interests spread out then you're not nearly as inhibited as somebody with, you know, for lack of a better term, as you said, all their eggs in one basket. So it's much smarter to make sure that, you know, your piggy bank is spread out amongst various industries, because if you do have all of your eggs in one basket, um, you could pay the price for it. All right. True and man, you I just appreciate you know seeing you guys, man, because you guys are uh honestly man, you guys are setting an example. And uh, you know, checking you guys page out, man, I see uh you know, ambition number one. You know, you guys have a couple ambitions on your page, uh, but the one that stood out to me the most is ambition number uh number one. I'm gonna read it real quick and it says, uh First things first, rest in peace, neighborhood nip. It ain't been the same neighborhood since. Your untimely demise was a neighborhood glitch. 
so we finna get the whole so we finna get the whole neighborhood lit we finna buy the whole block like he told us to we finna stay and raise our kids like he told us to mm-hmm. we finna own our own path like he told us to we finna do it not talk it like he showed us to it's west west we cry grieve and rebuild and and that was so powerful to me man because you know that just goes along with the topic man you know we we're in the neighborhood we're from the neighborhood you know music is not the only thing and you know that we have to give back to the neighborhood you know so to see you guys opening businesses uh to see you guys uh being entrepreneurs you know when you're a rapper and when you're an artist you're you know your kids you can't give your kids that you can't give them that voice that might not even be their passion you know so so being able to you know okay you say buy the neighborhood whether whether that's whether that's getting into real estate or whether that's uh opening op- opening shops or whatever the case may be you know you're doing other things um besides you, you know besides the music and i and i really wish that um we would you know we you know we would open our minds open our hearts um and, and just learn more, man, because, you know, the way that the industry is going, the way the world is going, man, you just never know what's happen- what's going to happen. You know, we just lost another one of our, uh, you know, our black millionaires, uh, rest in peace to um, to young Dolph. Uh, one thing about his story that touched me was the fact that every year he purchased a uh, property for his kids on their birthday. Yeah. Man. So, he, you know, again. Like I said, his son may not be able to rap, and so you can't you can't leave your kid your voice or uh, even if you leave them your catalog. You know, at, I'm you know I hate to say it like this, but even at one point in time, Michael Jackson streams are gonna go down at at some point. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but well, that's a fact. so to be able to to be able to do something else to leave you know your kids and stuff like that, man. I think that's just so powerful, and I really just wish that. Um, more of us had that mindset. So um, you guys are doing a good job, man. You guys are inspiring me. Um, and as this as this platform grows, you know, I, I hope that more people, more artists, can come in and see you guys' story and uh, be able to take something uh, that you guys are doing and use it for their own life and their own career. Um, most definitely, man. So. So, uh, so what's next, man? What's next for the combine, and what's next for you guys individually? Um, collectively, we got this album, um, the ambition um, that we're going to be dropping in the first quarter of 2022. Super excited! I think it's the best music that we've made to date, and um, you know, just really excited to get out and promote it. We got some things that we're working on behind the scenes in regards to being able to promote the project. So. There will be some announcements between you know now and um and when we drop the project. Our next single is entitled More. Um, we're not 100 percent sure when the single is going to be coming, but it's probably going to come at the very top of the year. The video for this single is just crazy. Um, you know, it's it's very cinematic. We're excited to show it to people. Um, and yeah, I, I'll speak for myself in regard to uh, you know individually. 
Individually, um, 2022, I definitely want to, you know, assist EQ with opening more culture coffee locations. I think that opening two more next year and potentially um, a culture coffee like food truck is going to be a thing. Um, I know uh, individually, as far as music is concerned, I have an album called The Green Tape that I'm probably about 40 to 50% done with that um, I intend to release in 2022. And, um, and I know EQ has his solo album um, that he's going to be dropping bef even before mine comes. I think he'll probably end up dropping his solo right after the Combine drops or right before it, one of the two. So, um, yeah, we got a lot coming and I, um, I'm excited, man, at what we got going. And I, and I was able to check out you guys' uh, uh, new single, The Cold Damn Hell, that you dropped, man. That, that joint was dope, man. The visual was... was was on point man uh love what you guys are doing man um again man like i said i'm you know i i'm i'm, I'm in the music as well i'm a producer and artist uh, you never know man uh hopefully one day i uh, will be able to link on that yeah uh, as well man uh so so where can we follow you uh on social media yeah, man, you can check us out. Um, you know, I mean, we got uh, our Combine Instagram, Snapchat, freaking Twitter, TikTok, all that is the at the Combine versus everybody. Uh, my personal socials is at Sounds by EQ, Triune's at iTriune. You can see us on all the social media platforms. You can also go follow Kicks and Cuts, which is Kicks and Cuts, Cuts with a Z at the end. Um, that's definitely something you want to check out if you're in the uh, Inland Empire area or anywhere near Los Angeles. Uh, and then you can also follow the Culture Coffee at the Culture Coffee Co. Again, all over every single social media platform. If you're in Las Vegas, come down and have a drink of some caffeine with your boy. Absolutely, man. And I haven't had the pleasure to uh, come to L.A. or uh, Nevada at this point. But when I make that trip, man, I definitely will be checking you guys out, man. Man, I just want to say I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you guys uh, stopping by the podcast, uh, sharing your story, and, and, and dropping a couple of those gems that you guys dropped, man. Um, and I just want to tell you guys, man, I really appreciate you guys, man. And uh, we've reached the end of the podcast. And I hope that somebody that was listening to this episode is able to take something from this entrepreneur duo and use it to make themselves a better entrepreneur or black business owner. If you're listening to this on YouTube, help us out by hitting the like and subscribe button and also hitting the notification bell so you'll know when we post. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, please leave us a review so we can rank better. That's going to help us get our message out to more people like you. And if you're not already, you can always follow us on Instagram at the Black Business Bureau Podcast. Until next time, let's be better black businesses and entrepreneurs. One step at a time. All right.